Good afternoon. God has a lot to say today. He has a lot to say to every vessel. He's demonstrating his words, his expression, his presence like never before. Remain open that God be seen and heard in it through you. God revealed to me a testimony of a man who wanted to be in a specific group so bad just to say he belonged somewhere and fit in with them so bad. And they saw how much he wanted to be a part of their group, that he's willing to do anything just to be in their group and to have their friendship. And they took advantage of him. They kept feeding him PCP over and over and over this specific evening that it overtook him so bad that his hallucinations got the best of him. He went home. They sent him home. And he has a roommate with a friend, a guy, and who also has a roommate with a female, the guy's girlfriend. And the guy's girlfriend was just there by herself and her kids were at school at the time. And he kept knocking on the door. He couldn't find his keys. He was under the influence of PCP. Large amounts of it. And she took long to open the door because she was alarmed due to the, the, you know, the loudness of the knocks. And he bust the door down. Bust in her room. Knocked her upside her head to break her neck. Grabbed the knife out the kitchen and slit her insides completely open. Took out one of her lungs and ate it. Bit, bite marks all across her face. Stab wounds all over her body. Took his clothes off and ran outside howling at the moon. And the police came. And they locked him up, arrested him. And it took him two weeks to come back into his normal self. But when he woke up one morning after two weeks, within two weeks of the incident, he realized he was in prison. Like, what am I? What happened? Don't have no thoughts as to what happened. No memory at all of what he done. The last thing he remember is hitting the PCP with his friends. And they kept feeding it to him, kept feeding it to him because they gave him the impression the more dangerous you become, the more you make a bad and a bad rep for yourself and no one's going to bother you. And you could be in our group. And he did exactly what they said, what they said. And the thing about it is, it's so much more to the story. But the fact is, in this man's testimony, now that he's sobered up, he spent the rest of his life in prison. He escaped the death penalty. To wake up every morning and realize what you have done. Out of your control. 
due to wanting to belong so bad to people who took great advantage over you. And God told me to get up here and record because there are so many people walking around in prison outside of prison with so many regrets as to the things and the crimes that they have committed. And God hears them all. Some people can't even live with themselves for the crimes they have committed. Due to whatever reason, whether it was out of your control or not, there are many husbands in prison for defending their wives who were being defiled and they retaliated and someone ended up losing their life. Now they're in prison. You have those in prison for defending themselves. You have those in prison who were physically or sexually abused and retaliated. No matter what the crime is, anger comes from you holding things in. Rage comes from so much built up anger. And we cannot do that. Because people could be hurt seriously and people have been hurt seriously due to anger and rage. Not even thinking, not even seeing it coming. This man had no idea that he was going to do anything he'd done that morning. But he wanted to fit in so bad. And he thought they really cared about him. But I keep feeding him a hallucinating drug. And they saw what it was doing to him. And they thought it was funny to see it happen. Now, the innocent woman has been brutally murdered due to him wanting to belong. And so many other crimes we don't even know about. And they wake it up not being able to live with themselves because of what they've done. They're thinking they can never be forgiven. And some of them still filled with so much rage, they don't want to be forgiven. God had me study capital punishment for over 12 years. To the point I wanted to, you know, I wanted to take up criminal justice. And God said, no, I don't want you to do that. I'm so good at that. Investigations. Solving crimes. Solving mis- and God said, no, I don't want you to do that. Jesus but I still do the research and so many people I was doing the, uh, the death penalty and they were asking the people their last request and a lot of them just was angry they didn't want to say anything now I apologize for what I've done some of them like I don't take it back I'm just that angry No one's born to be considered a psychopath. And God don't call anyone a psychopath. Because God sees the entire testimony. How we build it up for you to become who you think you are. What you really not. And a lot of times we turn our faces up at people like that. Not knowing their history. If you are happy, it's no reason for you to do anything to cause harm upon anyone. And if you're not hurting, if you're not angry, if you're not bothered. And many of these people, 
I saw on the death row, one woman, it struck me because she started out prostituting just to make money for her girlfriend. She didn't want to do it, but she had no other way to get money. And her girlfriend kept pressuring her. I need this. I want that. If you can't get it for me, I'll get somebody else. And she didn't want her to go to anybody else, so she went out there and did what it took. She sold her body. And then she sold her body to uh, the wrong person, this man, who happened to hate prostitutes, and he wanted to teach her a lesson not to do it anymore. He grabbed the bottle and cracked her upside her head, bust her head wide open, and then pulled rubbing alcohol over the, burn, over the cut and watched it burn. And she was screaming as the blood and alcohol pouring down her face, even getting in her eyes. And he took one of the poles out his back, the back of his uh, trunk, and he shoved it in the, on the inside of her back and forth, shoving that object on the inside of her life at, and beat her with it after it, to the point she was searching around as she was on the ground. And she came across his gun he had in the back seat and shot him four to five times and got away with the murder. They thought a man did this brutal crime not knowing that she, a woman, did. So now that her girlfriend saw her coming home, she never told her girlfriend what happened. She just kept saying, I had an accident. And her girlfriend was so inconsiderate and selfish, she kept saying, well, go back out, even though she needs stitches and everything. I don't care about that. I want more money. Go back out and bring me more money. The money wasn't going towards bills or anything. It was going straight to her in her fantasy life. So now that she's out there, she has the mentality as she was raped. Every man is a suspect now who she's going to prostitute with. So every time she give her body to anybody, she kills them after. Now the police begin to see a pattern. These men who found dead in their vehicles with their pants down. Now this can't be another man who's doing this. Then she began to leave things behind. And they found out it was a woman. Make a long story short, she got the death penalty. And she told them why she was killing the men because of the man who raped her and she snapped. But they didn't want to hear about the snapping because all they cared about is these innocent men, whether they was wrongfully prostituting or not, there are still men with families who didn't deserve to be murdered the way they were. And she grew up being molested by her own father. She grew up thinking that she had to give her body in order to be accepted. And guys in the school system took advantage of that. So she grew up without no love. No knowledge as to who she are. I mean, who she is. As a beautiful, virtuous woman. And they asked her before they executed her. Do you have anything to say? She said, I don't regret anything I've done. You don't understand my pain. What about the people that hurted me? Why are they not on death row? So much anger inside. 
She said, well, I'll just go and kiss Jesus on my way as you execute me. That's what her last words were. And now her girlfriend that moved on to somebody else. And she prematurely went home to be with the Lord. So many other stories. So many other stories. People committing vicious crimes in prison or even out of prison. People even being set up in prison for being set up. People falsely accused. Hallelujah. And that's on God's heart right now. Many other things. But he wanted me to specifically pinpoint this for us to lift up. Because it's happening too much right now. People wanting to fit in. People wanting to belong. Hallelujah. And doing things that they know they shouldn't do. Hallelujah. That man's story touched me. That you hallucinated so bad off of PCP where you actually thought you were an animal. Slit this woman from the top of her chest to the bottom of her abdomen. Took out her body parts and began to eat them. And how they know he did so? Because when they examined them, they found her body parts inside of his belly. And it took two weeks for him to come in two. Now imagine you coming in two and they telling you you did something like that. And when they showed him giving an interview in prison now, you can see such great shame. What have I done? I did what? Keeping him from committing a suicide. Keep him from committing suicide. Jesus. Let us continue to pray. That people who are hurting, who are angry, open up. Because being closed is not doing anything but destroying them. And causing them to destroy others around them. All they see is rage and murder. So let's continue to pray. Hallelujah. It's always that very nice, quiet person. Most of the time. Who you have no idea who's filled with so much rage. And ready to explode. Like them two brothers, no, them two friends who went into Virginia Tech and shot all them students like that. And not investigated that. They were not angry boys. They were very, they was actually the smartest ones in the college, in the institute. The smartest ones there. But they were always teased. They were always teased. Laughed at. Fingers pointed at. Every time they try to reach out to a girl, they bad talk them or disrespect them. And it built it up. 
So they started playing a small game called Cops and Robbers. And they took it to a higher level where they began to get real guns. Because they loved the power that they had. Playing Cops and Robbers. Dungeons and Dragons. They made a plan and they wrote the plan down. It took a whole year to write their plan down. And the people they shared their plan with was other friends of theirs. But their friends didn't say anything so they didn't think that they would actually do that. Because they were considered to be the nerds in the school. Until they came to school with their faces uncovered. Long black trench coats on. Machine guns in their hand. Walked into school and just shot whatever they saw first. Whoever they saw first. Teachers, students, parents. All because they got bullied and teased. Hallelujah. And then what they did was turn the guns on themselves and killed themselves. Their plan was to kill and be killed. Not even seven, not even 18 years old. No, excuse me, they're in college. Yeah, they were not even 25 yet. Hallelujah. Jesus. So many stories I know you have heard. But it's so serious because it's people walking around. Unhappy. Angry. Bitter. Miserable. Hallelujah. Let's continue to lift them up in prayer. But God showed me his heart towards this guy's story. One of the stories. This guy is, is really on God's heart because he just wanted to fit in so bad. A great guy who just wanted to fit in so bad with a specific group of people. Who took advantage of him wanting to be with them so bad. They fed him all kind of hallucinating drugs just to make fun of him. I seen another incident like that. Where these guys told his friend, we're going to see how many pills can you swallow at one time. Here go four ecstasy pills. But you have to swallow all four of them while we record you. We're not going to let nothing happen to you. We're not going to let you wild out. We're all here to protect you. And I'm going to tell you something. That video, oh my Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. When he took those four pills and they were recording it, you could see the transformation taking place negatively, going downhill. His eyes begin to open wide. His face begin to turn up like something off Thriller. He begin to shake and twitch, looking around at his friends, eyes all out his head. And they recording laughing. And all they said was, this high lasts 
up to five to six hours. And he's like that, that long. And they recording laughing. Watching the effects of this drug told over this man's body like that. Jesus. People smoking K2, blacking out in the middle of the street. Can't even control themselves. Hallucinating. Thinking that they're actually wild animals or they're in danger. The guy who ate that woman's insides, he said he thought she was the devil. He thought the world was coming to an end and he had to stop it by killing the devil. Do you know how that even sounds? In the middle of the street, no clothes on and howling like a wolf. Jesus. And every day he has to wake up in the four walls of prison and think about what he done. And all he keeps saying is how sorry he is. And where are his friends now? They were against him in court. And so was his lawyer. All because his friend, which had the girl, his girlfriend, which was a roommate also in the apartment, was leaving her boyfriend because he kept abusing her physically. So she packed her things to leave and he couldn't take her leaving. So he set him up to murder her, but didn't expect him to murder her in that way. Hallelujah. There was a couple who just got married on a cruise. Got married on a cruise. And he kept splurging to everyone on the cruise how much money he had in his safe in his room. His wedding night. His wife Somehow him and her got into an argument on their wedding night at the bar and went separate ways. She woke up on the other side of the boat, the ship, and he never woke up at all. He went in his room and the neighbors said all they heard was a lot of thumping. And they see a blood, a trail of blood to his balcony and they couldn't find his body. All they have on camera is him walking in the room. They don't even have on camera who walked in the room with him or anything. He was badly beaten and tossed over the ship into the middle of the ocean where his body was never found. And they questioning his wife and all she keeps saying is no comment. She has all the money that he was bragging about, everything, the mansion, everything, because they're married. And his mother and father keep saying to the camera crew and to their family, 
We know what you did to our son. You had our son murdered for his money. You picked the argument with him that night so you can leave just to have an alibi. And they couldn't even prove that she was guilty. Jesus. 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 My God. God had me talk about this because it happens. And it's happening. And it has to stop. It really has to stop. By us providing the answers to their problems solves many problems. They don't have to kill. They don't have to murder. They don't have to lust. Be greedy. Be angry. Enrage. Unforgiving. Because we have the answer to every problem. It's so important. So important. A young boy. And it's, it's I'm going to tell you. A lot of these things that people try to hide, God immediately give me the answer. Jesus. This young boy and his brother were being defiled by their own father. And they somehow turned out to want to date men as well. Because that's all they grew up with their father doing that to them. And the young boy couldn't take it anymore. And the mother could sit back and just hate it so bad. But can't do anything that she feels she can do about it. Just sit there and allow her sons to go through that punishment. And she also go through punishment as well. And they were so afraid. But the oldest son is more so, I'm going to take up for my mom. I'm going to protect my mom. And the youngest son is like, I hate this entire family. All you guys suck. And I'm going to tell what's going on in this house. Before he got to tell anything, he ended up dead. He ended up dead. And they said that he committed suicide. Not with a gunshot wound due to an overdose. And his friends are saying he would never done that. They can't prove that it was a homicide. Hallelujah. Because the boy wrote down how angry and upset he was about his family. But he actually never wrote what they did. And if he did, they haven't recovered it yet. People we walk past every day. 
They have no idea what they're going through inside. That's why it's so important to be kind, to be patient. Because many people walk around with a mask, going home to be beaten, disrespected, molested. People hating life, angry at life, grew up not knowing nothing about life. Just breathing, walking around breathing. Looking for answers of escape. So many suicide attempts. Going to the bridge and people walking up, talking them out of it. Now what had to happen to you that bad that you have to go on a bridge... Step up above all of that water to jump inside, leaving your family behind. Or to put a bullet in your own head, Jesus. What's going on in your mind to even defile your own kids? Or to beat on anyone? What's going on in your head? And many of them say, I hear voices. There are only two voices you can hear. That's the father of truth and the father of lies. Who voice are you going to listen to? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So many of us walking around so angry. Some of us walking around ticking bombs, ready to explode. Have to be prayed up wherever you go. You hear instances about the grocery stores, shootouts, mass murders in the grocery stores. They just want to kill. They think it's going to help them feel better if they destroy one life because they feel like theirs are. We are the answer. We are the answer. So how can they see a difference if we keep continuing to be entangled? What's the difference? Show the difference. Be the difference. God had me pump. When God give me words, he'd be like, put this out there. Put this out there. And I obey. I'm not going to tell God, ah, oh, God. No. It don't matter if anyone like it or not. You hear and you know who he's talking to. He wouldn't have me to do that for no reason at all. We all have been angry. We all have been disrespected some way, somehow. But we have to allow God to flow up the issues to the surface just to heal us. He's exposing the lies to reveal his truth upon every lie. That's all. Not to say I told you so or you wrong for doing it. Hallelujah. Many people in prison saying, 
Only if I get another opportunity, another chance to make it better, to make it right, I'll do so. Jesus. Hallelujah. We are the answer. We know what it's like to embrace Holy Spirit that leads us into the truth. Many of us are walking around without the spirit of truth. And we're operating many lies. We have to show people the way. Not just through church songs. Many people turn to stations. They don't want to hear that. You know why a lot of people don't? Because they don't want to feel regretful. They don't want to feel ashamed. To hear good word when they're feeling bad. When they're thinking bad. Because they want to do bad. They don't want nothing to talk them out of it. So just do your demonstration. You know how many people were on their way to commit a murder. But God sent someone there to just show a good kind deed. And change their mind. One girl sat beside a homeless man and said hello. He said, it's the first time someone said hello to me in years. You understand? Walking around, being looked at, disrespected, face turned up upon because somehow they don't have what you currently have financially, but they have the same you have spiritually. People do all kinds of things to cope with life. Realities. Walk around angry. Walk around lustful. Because they have a void on the inside. Let me gain all the money in the world so I can be happy. Now they have all the money and have no happiness because they have no one to share it with. They still have a void. You just have money with the void. Hallelujah. Walk around being lustful, being greed, malicious, disrespectful. There's an outcome. There's a solution to that. You know how many people walk around with their heads down all day? Heads down all day. Because they feel ashamed. That woman who was a part of having me terminated after 15 years due to her envy of me. Do you know she sent out a special prayer request? I'm dying. I can't die yet. I have kids and grandkids. I prayed over her. Now she's posting up pictures of just... Happiness, smiling, enjoying life. I can feel her saying thank you, but she too ashamed to actually say thank you. Giving her encouraging words, liking her posts, calling her beautiful, calling her what God calls her. And is putting that envy and anger to shame all those years worth. 
And it puzzled her. After all these years, look what I've done to Miss Quinesha. And she still loved me. Now look at her now. She received God's report and not man's report. And she's living life. Happy. Ever after. So before we go out and minister, really consider what's on the inside of you that people in this world need and how God going to use you to release it. Hallelujah. Some of us give a same message. Nothing wrong with the message because it is the word of God. But some people just need the demonstration of love. Jesus didn't say nothing to that woman who's being accused. He just bent down on the ground and began to write. And I'm going to ask you, what, did, what were you writing? What were you writing? Tell me later. <laughs> Hallelujah. What were you writing? What were you writing in the ground, in the dirt? What were you writing? I don't know why my heart is says forgiven. <sighs> Jesus. If any of you be without sin, cast the first stone. So let's not look at people for their mistakes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So many people out here. And we all need God. We all need Jesus. God me, Holy Spirit. Because when we all depart our bodies, His face is the first face we're going to see. Hallelujah. And many who are in the kingdom can vouch for that. How about we go all the way with our assignment? Looking at it more than just having material things. Or even having spiritual things. See us gaining a soul back to the Father. Here is another child. Here is another child. Father, here goes another one. Here goes another one. Here goes another one. This man came all the way from New York just to hear a 10-minute message that God used me to say. I was just asked today to speak in July, excuse me, in September at one of the hotels, I think it's the Gaylord at the Harbor. And honestly, every time before I speak, I'm so nervous. After all these years, God has used me in all these places and used me to bless all these people, and I'm still nervous. But once I open my mouth, the nervousness leaves, only because I'm a very shy person, whether you believe it or not. I'm a very shy person. I don't just go and say, oh, some people like attention. I'm not that. I'm far from that. 
Some people love spotlight. I'm so far from that. But when you exalt him, he will exalt you. There are people that's going to be there that day that I'm praying for now, ahead of time, who's going to receive greatly from God. But God sat me down and said, I want you to record this. Because there are many people who have their heads down with great shame for the crimes that they committed due to anger, pain, rage. And they wish they can take it back, but I want them to know they are forgiven. Imagining us as children of God, everything that Christ afforded us on the cross, and yet we don't walk with God and we get into an incident that causes us to be behind bars for the rest of our lives when God called you to travel around the world and preach the gospel. Or God called you to be a painter or anything. I'm not saying you can't be that in prison, but there's no way you can travel. You can travel with your prayer and your intercession. But I'm speaking physically. There are some people in prison who receive Christ as their Lord and they are free even if they are caged in behind the four walls of the prison cell. They are free and never been so free in their lives. Thank you, Father. God had me study capital punishment for over 10 years in this death penalty. Final statements. Final meals. Looking at the punishment. Every day knowing that the system is going to take your life. Because you took someone else. For whatever reason. Whether it's out of self-defense. Or not. It's still considered a crime. And they want you to be punished for it. So we have to really think. About where we put ourselves. What situations we put ourselves in. Even in these relationships and friendships. That are toxic, dangerous, very dangerous. I had a woman who came to me, crying out to me, saying, I want to also get out of this marriage. What can I do? I can't tell her to leave or stay. I can tell her who to go to. And I did, I have. Imagine me talking in the flesh saying, leave him right now because he broke your jaw. And then he find you after you left listening to me and he kill you. 
So I can't tell you. All I can do is send you to the Father. He knows what's best. Even though you may be supposed to be married to him or not, you both still are children of God. He don't hate any of you. But you must seek his ways as to what you should do and not mine. I had no idea that me just saying, God, did I marry the wrong person? And yielding myself over to God to make it right has set so many others free. I didn't even know that. I, I wasn't even paying no attention to that. I just saw myself having an invitation to receive rededication once and for all. Making a fresh start. And there's so many women out here. And so many men as well. It's not just women. It's men too. God. <laughs> Who've been treated like trash. And they do whatever it takes to make this marriage work. I'm talking about even the marriages that God has joined together. I see some, some of the women who became so spoiled because the men gave them everything they asked for. Which is nothing wrong with that. But he didn't set any boundaries as the head. Then she began to be the head over the marriage. Now he's doing what she said. And she's treated him any kind of way. And they're wondering what have happened. Stand up and be the mighty man of valor that God has created you to be. Get your home back in order. Your wife should not be, it should be God, your wife and you. Hallelujah. Jesus. I see so much clearly now. Oh, God. So many people out here doing so many drugs. So many drugs. And they making it feel as though it's okay to do now. You know, back in the day, you had to sneak and do certain drugs. We ain't doing no crack cocaine in front of people. They gonna call us crackheads and all this stuff. We're not doing no heroin in front of people. They don't even care. God sent me to one location to minister. It was like New Jack City. Rockabye, baby. Seriously. They outside. And the drug dealers looking. Waiting right there while they doing it. For them to come and put more money in their pocket. Jesus. God used me to save a guy who almost got hit by a bus. And the bus was not going to stop. Because the bus knew he wouldn't have been wrong if he didn't. For some reason, he wanted to hit the man. I don't know what's his relationship with this man, but he wanted to hit him. And right before he got close to him, bam, I pushed him. Jesus. And the guy looked at me like, who are you? He didn't see me. He seen Christ. Because the way how he looked at me like I was a ghost. 
And Christ got a ghost. I'm just saying. Like Messiah. That's how he looked at me. He saw a straight Jesus. No Quenisha. That's why I say it's so important. For us to go. And be spiritually led. To do what God asks us to do. We can't just sit at home and pray. Even though prayer works. It changes things. But you have to demonstrate it out here. Malu the king demonstrated it by gathering a march, prophesying to the entire world the vision that God placed within him that we are walking in today. You understand? They don't tell you everything that happened to Martin. One time he was walking, he got hit in the back of the head with a rock. Blood going down his head. And his bodyguards want to get him. No, we are nonviolent. You need stitches, man. We're nonviolent. Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 And look at the generation that we are in. Greater times, greater works. So be determined to go out. But ask God how he want you to go out. If you're gifted to sing, stop singing other people's songs all the time, which is great. But he puts songs in you. He puts songs in you. Hallelujah. I love you. Let's continue to stick together. Be used by God to gain souls back to him because he care about us all. Hallelujah. Remember, greater is he who's in us than he who's in the world. I love you. Enjoy your evening.